Hey guys. I had such an amazing discussion earlier this week with one of Woodbury's finest, Amelie Harris McGeehan, the director of the Woodbury Community Garden. Ashley and I have been composting for about two years now and become much more aware of how important it is to play a part in creating a healthier society for our community. Composting is a great start and we encourage you to give it a shot, as long as you don't mind the smell. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy this great discussion and get more involved with the community garden in the process. Enjoy. All right. So I'm here with Amelie Harris McGeehan, and I'm extremely excited to talk to you today about something pretty near and dear to my heart, actually, and Ashley's as well, my girlfriend, um, the Woodbury Community Garden. So um, Amelie, tell me a little bit about yourself starting off before we get kind of into the nitty gritty about the, the community garden. Well, before coming to uh, Woodbury, I grew up most of my years in an area called Arcola, Pennsylvania, which is in Montgomery County. And Arcola is down the street a mile or so from a college town. Um, you may have heard of your sinus or sinus college. Yep. So, um, right, so that Ursinus College is in Collegeville, and that was up and around the corner about a mile or so from where I, as I say, as I grew up most of my years. It was a, uh, a long driveway that led to a very old, one of those older homes, um, grew up with seven acres, largely wooded, um, and down the street and across the way was the Perkyoman Creek. So there was a lot of opportunity to be outdoors in the open spaces and, and by the water right. and learn a lot about, about that. Wow, very cool. So how did you end up in Woodbury? Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, a really long story short is I, by way of family members and some friends, learned about this form of dancing called... Um, Contra dancing and square dancing, which I know might sound kind of old-fashioned, but I ended up going to these square dances um, at a place called the International House, where there were students from all around who were staying there uh, to go to school in the city. Um, so the International House was uh, not just a place for students to live, but also it was a place where they had dances and other activities. So I ended up going to the International House many times on a Tuesday evening, wow. which is where I met, well, which is where I, you know, you cross paths with a lot of people, sure. and over time, um, ended up crossing paths with this this person, this one person in particular uh, from that time, his name is Rich, Richard, Rich McGeehan, and um, who's my husband. Right. Yeah. Nice. So he was a dancer and also a musician. And um, basically from the Woodbury, Woodbury area. Okay. So time passes, and I say, long story, very short. Um, I ended up moving into Woodbury, okay. New Jersey, in 1987. Okay. Very cool. So yeah. then, how how exactly did you start to kind of get involved with the city in in a general sense? Well, I'm a big believer in that no matter where you live where I was before and other places as a student and then in Woodbury that it feels really important to me to be involved with where you live and that could certainly come in a lot of different forms you know whether it's politically or doing environmental things or in the neighborhood um, so I, I already 
felt and believed that, and also in the way that I grew up, that you get involved with where you live and be a, you know participate in things, and that's another way to get to know people. But also, yeah, you know, you're getting involved with things that are bigger than just yourself and trying to make a positive impact. So then, when our son was born, and of course, is he got I was involved with. In that when he when he was little and um, had a lot of energy, so I ended up homeschooling um, our son for a while. Okay, I guess because of that, and also because of um, wanting to expose him to different things like going to the YMCA and right. swimming and different activities, um, we got involved with came friendly with a very well-known artist in the area, Narcissa Weatherby, of course. Mm. And so he was signed up for what was called Art in the Street, which is still going on today with Doris. And it's a wonderful program. And so he was enrolled in Art in the Street several times, and I ended up saying, hey, if you need an extra eyes and hands to help, which is always a good thing when you have a lot of young children. Right. So I ended up um, helping with the Art in the Street for a while. And he then became also a student of her, an art student as he got a little older and can sit a little longer. Right. <laughs> um, and then tell me how the process of the Woodbury Community Garden started. Where did that kind of come from? Well, it's a good question. It's kind of has like many layers or parts in well, that, of them. course, any project <laughs> would, I suppose. So it's, a, it's kind of a combination of my love of the outdoors and you know passion for nature and having grown up with that a very good friend of ours that we knew for i don't know many years we would spend a lot of time visiting with her with them her name is Jane Jane Blackmore and her husband David and she was i don't really know the word she had this most extraordinary garden and could grow anything and we'd go outside and pick this and that and the other and just, you know, or she would say, go outside and get some, fill the basket with, and then be in this awesome kitchen and make these wonderful meals. It was a beautiful garden. There were flowers and you know, bird boxes. And anyway, so it was very, very inspiring yeah. um, place to go. And we would often stay for a weekend and just, um, so she was kind of like a mentor in a way and so that was very inspiring and and um and then I had also I don't remember when but I had come upon a book that I I guess because I was involved with doing a reading program Mm -hmm. and I came upon a book by a local author her name is Diane DeSalvo Mm -hmm. and I believe she's from Collingswood okay and she's written many many books one of which is called City Green and so I read through this book City Green and decided that this was a wonderful book to share with other people and kids and and I believe it's based on a truth about a young girl who starts a garden hmm. in a place that's kind of an old rundown needs you know some work yeah and right. and so um, it's very touching on many levels because the place that becomes the garden by her reaching out to neighbors um But before that, there was a building there where somebody had lived, and um, that person. um, Anyway, it's 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 a wonderful story. Right. We'll leave we'll leave the story to to you to read. Yeah, yeah, I was really touched by that, and I Mm -hmm. thought, well, if this whatever she was seven or eight year old, whatever, if she can do that, 
and dealing with this sort of grouchy old guy who next door who was like, why would you want to do that? Right. I wanted to, I actually in the back of my mind had wanted to do something like a community garden. I don't know that I had it, had a name for it, but mm-hmm. something like that. Um, many, many years, like I don't know, 10 years before it actually happened. Oh, wow. So it was kind of influenced by my friend Jane, and then between, and then I, uh, I lost her. Um, she and both my mom and she had battled with cancer, mm. um, and she actually passed away about a week after my mom had. Wow. So I was just like, I don't know how to say, I don't know how to put in words. Mm-hmm. Um, then I was dealing with my own sort of personal health issues and things. And it occurred to me, you know, that whole idea of the bucket list, right. paying it forward, what do you want to do, and yeah. how can you, what might be a positive thing to do. Right. And in paying it forward and people who had been instrumental in my life in different ways. So I thought... Well, I know this might be the time, but before I actually spoke it out or went to anybody, I signed up for, I enrolled in what's called the Master, the master Gardener Program. Hmm. Um, I believe it's called the Certified Gardener, Gardeners now. It's held in, uh, in Clayton, hmm. um, Clayton, New Jersey. And so it's a program that I, um, and it's still going on. I mean, it's, it just has a different name. Right. And so I had, I believe that was... I believe that was in 2000. Yeah, that I'm sorry. I think no, I believe that was in 2004. Okay. Um, it's sort of a blur. I right. generally write things down because my memory is yeah. not that good. So, what anymore. exactly would a program like that entail? Like, what did you kind of walk through uh, to become a master gardener? Oh well, I was never very comfortable with that name because I never <laughs> felt like I was, you know, like. You know, I mean, like an iron chef, like, of... you know what I mean? Like I have, I, I have a son and I don't feel like a really like a master parent right, right. either. So each week they, they would have um, people who would um, come in and present or do a talk on a variety of different topics having to do with plants and trees and lawns and hmm. the care of and, and so anything garden related and beyond. And there would be a, a variety of, you know, hands-on experiences. You'd go on some local field trips to places and it was kind of you know like a very compact I don't know how to say like there was a lot right. there was a lot to it and yeah. you had this notebook with all this wonderful information and then at the end you get like this open book test to see like you know what what you knew and what do you remember and what did you grasp right. and so it was, it was eye-opening in many ways because there were things that was more like the hands-on and through my friend Jane but this was almost like like a college course sort of thing because now you've got you know some scientific stuff and some the naming Hmm. of things and a lot more in depth I I don't know how to explain that very well (laughs) Um, and then you also are asked to help out to volunteer and put in you know like on the helpline or the hotline people would call in with things and say hey my tomato plant has this thing it looks diseased why is that and of course you know you wouldn't necessarily know the answer but you might and if you didn't you would take their name and look it up and then call them back wow and then there's lots and lots of other volunteer opportunities where they ask you to sign up to do x number of hours to help out here and there and so it's kind of like you know you're helping them and they're helping you because it it does expand your horizon yeah with knowledge and you may end up learning about things or going in a direction you hadn't thought of before. Right. 
Well, I've got a tomato plant in my cellar <laughs> that you might, uh, you might be able to, to revive. Maybe. But um, it was, I guess, is that program winding down? You know, they, it, I forget exactly how many months it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than, you know, helping out with the, the help hotline, helpline, mm-hmm. and um, many other opportunities where you can help to be at a table, man a table, and... Um, like at the 4-H fair and right, stuff and right. that I thought this is the time this is the time that feels right to me for a lot of different reasons right. in my life um, now that doesn't mean to say that it can happen because I can't just say oh I'm going to do this right. and then I thought well how does one do this mm-hmm. kind of thing right. so that's when I had to go you know, up over the city and try to figure out like Okay, just because you want to do something, right? You know, doesn't mean you can just go do it. Yeah, talk to me about that process. <laughs> I mean, you walk into City Hall and As say, I, "I want to start a community garden." Well, I don't remember. Oh, yes, I think it was because of my connection, having been involved with art in the street, right? And that is how I met um, Virginia Horn, mm-hmm. who was the, if I can get it right, the neighborhood preservation. I think, now yeah, I can't remember the, the neighborhood whole thing. preservation program. Program, or, and yeah. she was the coordinator. Right. I don't know. If she began. She started it, sure. or if it had already been, but she was definitely the coordinator and a very, very key player mm-hmm. of that for several many years. So I just went to her office and said, "I have this thought, this idea, this passion, this dream. You know, this vision. Of, not vision, but this sure. thing that I want to do. How do I? What do I?" Like, how do you start? Right. Who do I talk to? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and really, she was the one, she was so amazing and wonderful because she said, well, you know, and she kind of was like my comp, my compass because she pointed me mm. north. She pointed me, she said, well, um, you want to talk to so-and-so about these things and you mm-hmm. want to talk with this person in that office over there about these other aspects. And, right. you know, if you want to get, uh, well, first of all, I, we needed like where right exactly you know yeah tell me how that and how did you pick so that the spot? was really well that was kind of frustrating because mm-hmm. when I decided or she encouraged me very much to go to that was the first step was to go to city council ah okay <sighs> so yeah. you go to city council and you know the floor is open to the public and mm-hmm. I go up to the microphone and I, I've never done this before right. and I'm like okay here we go and uh, it was a whole different group of people, right. um, one of which was Gwendolyn Brown, mm-hmm. city councilwoman. I do remember her um, being Great very lady. supportive. So I introduced, I said, my name, and I would like very much to begin to start up a community garden. And I believe I gave a few reasons why I don't have that memorized anymore. But And I guess, and they asked me, you know, I, there were a couple questions about it that um, because I couldn't really foretell or predict like what what are they going to ask me or and I hope I have the answers right <laughs> um, so they took a you know they kind of took a vote you know how that goes mm-hmm. and um, well we have a democracy and so right. they basically said um, you're on mm. you know you're on you got our blessing wow. or something like that wow uh, now of course I was like oh right now you gotta actually do it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, right. I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a clue. Yeah. I'll be honest. Right. I mean, it's one thing to grow sunflowers 
and some tomatoes or sure. you know a little flower bed or whatever mm-hmm. in, in your yard or in a box or right uh, out your window but uh, is anyway so it just because I went through master gardeners and I was mm-hmm. not a master of gardening but I certainly had become enthusiastic and passionate and right. I had gone to school for um, had a degree in, in environmental education mm. before that so I was really interested in combining a lot of different things yeah working with people and children and nature and nice. anyway so it was basically them saying yeah well okay looks like the majority is saying yep go ahead yeah uh, right and so that that's when I was like uh, okay and so for weeks and many months like I don't remember it took a lot of time in between doing other things right. and I scouted now Woodbury is only two square miles it is but it's amazing how much time and energy it took because I was looking for little open spaces I was looking mm-hmm. for places that could be you know to, to do battle, this yeah right and so uh, I finally found a location uh, or a, a spot that I thought would work and I so I, I had three different three different places okay and one of which was a place that that narcissa weatherby had suggested she thought that might down lafayette down at the end there right and then um there was one along king's highway anyway so there were three locations that i thought really had potential they were very three different but of course unbeknownst to me because i'm not you know I'm not on the council and right. I don't know everything about what tapped goes in, on yeah. and tapped right. into all that. So, right. So anyway, so I said, well, how about here? How about here? How about here? Mm-hmm. And basically it was like, well, yeah, but you know what? We can't, you can't because, because, mm-hmm. and there were reasons. Right. I mean, it wasn't just because, but there were explanations and I was like, okay, <laughs> three strikes, you're out. Right. I said, right. Well, perhaps, perhaps um, somebody from Parks and Rec Somebody from the city could right. say, well, why don't you try over there? Yeah. You know, there's a spot that... So that's kind of what happened was because I was having trouble finding a place where I was getting the answer, yes, that's fine, Right. which I understood. Mm-hmm. Um, then it was then pointed out to me that, that, okay, well, you know, maybe you could consider this place. And when it was told to me, I really, I was like, Woodbury is only two square miles I have no idea where, when basically it's right next to the YMCA. Right. I'm kind of back off mm-hmm. behind it. But, um, and having been to the Y and having taken my son swimming there, mm-hmm. but I had no idea what he was talking about. Right. So it was Tom who was the park and rec director at the time, explained to me, you know, where and so on. And I guess he was at a meeting. So I thought, well, I'm just going to go and see where it is that. Um, where this is Mm -hmm. and so I went down there and and my first thought was well it's not exactly in anybody's like their neighborhood right and how many people are gonna walk here you'd Mm. have to drive unless you live right across the street right um kind of off the beaten path Mm -hmm. and so on and so I walked around for I don't know it was a couple hours I walked around for quite a while and I was like I don't know it felt kind of I don't know if I want to say it's like a lemon but it just seems like it wasn't what I was envisioning like in my mind 
yeah. you know, I guess between the book that I had read, and by that point I had been looking and like, what do other community gardens look like right. and where are they placed yeah. and how does that work? Mm-hmm. So, and then I thought, well, I was thinking to my, you know, like, mom, what? <laughs> what should I do? Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, you know, she wasn't here, but I, right. and um, one of the things that she was really good at teaching us was if life hands you a lemon or it feels like a lemon, right? make lemonade. Right. So I thought, okay, this is the spot. Nice. This is the spot. That's awesome. It's down the street from the YMCA. Yeah. And right next to the water treatment facility plant. Right. So having the water and hoses and getting those things together, mm-hmm. you know, seemed like that would be pretty straightforward. Right. And you're right next to Stewart Lake. What an awesome place. Yeah. So so that's where, and that, the official beginning where I planted the first seeds of some flowers and things mm-hmm. was in the early spring of 2005. Wow. I know, there was nothing else there. It didn't look like anything. It was just grab right. grass and... Right. Nothing. Uh-huh. Right. And a few just random little, flowers. Just yeah. this little mound of... Uh-huh. Yeah. Of dirt. And, <laughs> of dirt. And a, and a dream. <laughs> of, that's right. Dirt yeah. and a dream. Dirt and dream. Yeah. <laughs> we, we'll call that... That's what we'll call this episode. Dirt and a dream. <laughs> I like that. So tell me then... I mean, what, that's a that's a, uh, a complex process. I, I'll say. Yeah. And I mean, even, even if... Even just listening to it, it still kind of sounds easy on the surface right like mm. you go through these steps but knowing what the minutia of it all right like the little bitty things the phone calls and the emails and tell me what exactly did you get out of all that that was that might have felt the most rewarding well the city didn't say no that's, that's that was the thing. first thing and Which i was like thing. and it was gwendolyn brown who i think i recall saying okay i think it's time for a vote and i can't again don't quote me on this mm-hmm. because my memory is not as good as it used to be but I think it was something like, I think this is a really good idea. Okay, time for a vote. <laughs> yeah, wow. In fact, she visited the garden several times. Oh, okay. When we had later on, as we got more developed, and we had some potlucks and some social things, and she showed up and was like, yes. Yeah, she was a great I've got some woman. awesome pictures yeah. of her um, there. Anyway, um, I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> yes. the, the, no, she is a great woman to talk about. I, she was probably yeah, one of my first political I mentors I, in I the city. I stay in touch with her. Same. So I don't yeah. know if she'll hear this, but hi. Well, hopefully she does. <laughs> we love her very much. Um, <laughs> hi, but one of the most rewarding things that, that came out of all, all of that, aside from obviously you got well, consensus from so council. So it wasn't just all of a sudden then there was this thing, right? So right. I think those moments that you would say felt rewarding or Mm -hmm. good or like yay (laughs) little milestones Mm -hmm. um because i because i didn't realize and you can't know something until you know it Mm -hmm. or know that you have to do certain things before you do you know that there was so much to do and so many people to talk to and i have books and journals and pages and pictures i mean literally thousands of pictures right. and stuff and notes um, stashed away <laughs> that I think it was kind of like that the the idea of building community which is always part of what was important to me Yeah, and it's a community garden it's right. not about a melee it's not about any one person right. it's about all of us working together towards you know, whatever the cause is mm-hmm. so 
when um, Narcissa agreed or was willing to do little sketches to help me with the initial, like a little brochure thingy to right. put out on city, the, the yeah, the cameras, um, yeah, and anywhere else that I could, um, and she was willing to do that, and that so that was I don't know if I'd say rewarding or at least it, I was like okay, yay because right. she would have taken not that I can't draw and I you know I like to draw mm -hmm. but she could like in a matter of three minutes do right. and have this concept of a person with a shovel and in hmm. you know, a garden sort of and and get the idea across yeah. So I think that the things that have been rewarding um, overall, sort of through the, when it was smaller and then as it's gotten more people, that it's always been a real treat for me when there are children mm. and they're just running free. Or I, I see that, you know, when I see them and they're just running and right. looking and digging and, and, they, and it looks like they feel this, this sort of freedom to just run wow you know and play and not feel bound by because you don't have to worry about the cars pretty much you're away right. from the street right and there is a little parking area but once you're at the garden you don't really have to worry about that yeah and so having the kids there um, at any time is very rewarding and then also we've had folks who when they're walking by who haven't I didn't know this was here yeah oh wow you know, and so things like that where you get some positive feedback, yeah, that's certainly rewarding. Nice. I mean, there's a lot of different moments when uh, we've had, um, where I had reached out to the Boy Scouts, mm -hmm. the Cub Scouts, uh, the, what do they call the Daisies, the Girl Scouts. So right. the Scouts mm -hmm. had been involved in, in different ways. We have some birdhouses that were made by the, I guess it was the Cub Scouts painted and we put them up nice. and um, the Girl Scouts had a garden and grew lots of beautiful flowers and then we even had some of the prisoners from when it was on Hunter Street right um, a crew of guys and that was really interesting because um, you know we only really had that we were only able to have that one time I would have had them come back again and again wow. but anyway coordinating yeah, that and organizing or having them come and do that wasn't the easiest mm -hmm. I guess they have places where they you know, help out right. in other ways. Sure. Right. And so that was very rewarding because two, one of the guys apparently were said he had was a landscaper or had landscaping you know, experience. Oh, wow. And the other guy, I forget what his deal was, but, and so when they realized that I had this pile of bricks that I hadn't, I hadn't used them yet, or we hadn't used them yet, mm -hmm. um, they had this idea. And I said, these I forget there were like eight guys with their supervisor and he said hey you know we have an idea and I said to go for it yeah go for it and they did this border thing around the front and then some of the other guys were doing different things mm -hmm. that would have you know if any one of us was doing the tasks that it would have taken us days but right. because there were eight uh, I believe there were eight guys it was just wonderful to have wow. them and they were outside and doing yeah. something meaningful hmm. and about a year later one of the guys who was involved with the laying of this brick idea mm -hmm. he and his buddy they were funny they were no do it like this anyway I'm like <laughs> you guys work it out I mean it was very interesting um, showed up I don't know it was a year a year and a half later with um, and I, I had no idea who he was because I'm busy and, right. and I turn around see a car that I don't recognize and he gets out and says 
you know, you don't recognize me, but I was here, and I have my wife and my daughter. I mean, wow. I don't even know his face. But, and he had um, wanted to show them the work he did. Wow. I was almost in tears yeah. because I thought, and he, you know, was like, oh, I'm you almost didn't in even, tears. <laughs> you didn't, like, destroy my, right. my, my work. Wow. I was like, well, why would I want to do that? You did this beautiful thing, and it's awesome and it was very creative and I yeah so you and this the other guy did this work and I'm like no I'm not about destroying and there would be no reason to right so he was like very happy and he showed her and then he had yes I was like I had that wasn't really even part of my initial like how would I know who's coming yeah who's coming to dinner (laughs) right 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 I mean how would you know yeah what things are going to unfold and what people are going to grow yeah it's about growing food and flowers and friends, mm. you know, community. Yeah. That's awesome. I guess I kind of segues into my question. You know, what other ways do you feel that this community garden is benefiting Woodbury? I'm going to cheat a little. Mm-hmm. I actually had, this was put together a long time ago. Yeah. At the beginning. And in this sort of vision, this visual, it was certainly about growing, you know, the tomatoes and peppers and sure. corn and what have you. So that was allowing individuals, couples, families, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. whoever, there's no boundary uh, on that. Boundary yeah. on that, right. Neighbors, sure. whoever, uh, who would like to rent a spot to grow because maybe they don't have the space where they live. Right. So it's an opportunity for to allow and provide folks to grow their own there are some vegetables and 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 flowers mm. um it's also a way to help to beautify a space that not to say that it was like an ugly space right. you know like in the story of the city green but mm-hmm. it was an open area that was mostly kind of grass crabgrass surrounded by the woods and and um the football field that's up above it right so um was an opportunity to beautify that mm. to make it a functional thing with you know that the 30 plots of right. folks do right and also to um by beautifying to grow and to plant as many different native plants per- particularly native right. um perennials and also to have some bushes and trees for shade mm-hmm. so we can also add picnic tables so that you can make this like park-like setting right and that was kind of part of what i was thinking mm-hmm. in a bigger right. sense so that you know, you just need a break from the busyness of the day. Sure. And it's a place or a destination you can go. It doesn't cost anything. You can walk to or drive, park your car, and you can stroll. You can take in the sights so that it becomes a place to meet, yeah. to relax. But as far as like the benefits of having a community garden, whether it be in Woodbury or any location, right. any city or any borough, or town, mm-hmm. I think that for the people who are participating, there's an opportunity for a lot of hands-on learning because you could read a lot of books mm-hmm. and go to programs and classes, which is fine. But when your hands are in the soil, in the dirt, you know, and you're seeing the roots and you're watering and you're you're putting the seeds, there's this constant opportunity, you know, to be like having this. And seeing where things, as they grow, where they come from, what they look like. Hmm. So there's a lot of a lot of opportunity for learning. Yeah. And um, and of course we're not we don't use any pesticides, organic. We don't 
allow and use any of the pesticides, herbicides, fungicides. So right. it's all not only it's wholesome and nutritious and free of all that yeah. chemical stuff. Right. Part of the right. reason that Ashley and I love that so much is right. like, a, you know, we talked about composting last week and exactly getting into that was a learning curve for us, honestly. Well, it's a huge learning curve and I'm still learning because yeah. just like we are, you know, we have similar needs, but we, right. we're all different. Mm -hmm. Well, a tomato plant needs something different than the, than right. the pepper and the right. corn, and, you know, what's in the soil and if they need more or less of, um, so that, and some need to be in the shade, some plants need full sun. I mean, right. it's just, there's so much to know. Yeah. But in that, when you succeed, as you learn, and I don't like to look at it as a failure, like something died. Well, there's lots of reasons why the plant didn't succeed. Right. Um, and there's that sense of pride that you grew this thing that's, maybe it's a very beautiful uh, flower or mm -hmm. something that you've harvested and you eat it and you, you, you make a dish right. and you, um, or you have your family or friends or neighbors and you're like, I grew this. Yeah. There's pride in that. Yeah. You know, that feeling like I I had something to, to do, do with, with that. that. Yeah, that's really so, cool. Let alone the, the fresh air, the exercise. There's plenty of exercise. Mm -hmm. The raking and the digging and the, you know, the schlapping and bringing the buckets back and forth yep. and the watering. And, and, um, yeah, we've been doing a lot of yard work <laughs> lately here, so I know all about that. Yeah. And it does. When you start turning the soil, especially mm -hmm. initially if it's never been turned over, yep. you find not just worms, but kinds of like what is that right. thing and these critters and things that are in their larval form they're going right. to become a and sometimes we unearth turtle eggs by mistake oh, because wow. there's a lot of wildlife there yeah and we're near the water in mm -hmm. the woods we've had turtles and turtles have decided that's a good place to lay eggs. oh whoops wow. <laughs> yeah right and you had mentioned <laughs> native plants so mm -hmm. tell me some of the native plants that are here kind of indigenous to Woodbury. I didn't know that we had, I'm well, sure that we do. Well, there's a but... long, long list of different things. Like the one of the, oh, so there's a tree called the serviceberry tree. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I wish I could remember its Latin name. I mean, there may be listeners out there who, yeah. and I know it's like A-M-E-L-A-A-N-C-H-I-E or something like uh -huh. that. But anyway, um, the serviceberry, which is has many other different names, and that's um, that's native, and it has berries that are um, the birds can eat them, but so can so can we. Oh, of okay. course, if you have to have a whole lot of berries to make like a pie or right, muffins. right, right, <laughs> to enjoy them. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, it's um, and so we were growing some blueberry bushes. That that's a bit challenging over there. Mm. But the rudbeckia or the black-eyed Susans. Um, there's brown-eyed Susans. There's the. Um, I put you on the trivia e echinacea. spot. Well, I, yeah, I know. The <laughs> echinacea, the purple cone flower. Mm. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a long list of different plants that asters. And it's funny when, when I'm not like in front of this thing, I could probably <laughs> rattle off 30 right. of them. If you are over there, you'll say, well, that's not a native. Or right. they're, because when I first got started, you know, it's like there was nothing. Right. I mean, grass. Mm -hmm. but, so it's like. Um, and then as talking it up and going out there and somebody would say, oh, I have a such and so I have some daylilies or I have, a, you know, these plants that I'm splitting and I don't, mm -hmm. you know, I don't need them all. Maybe you could uh, want some. Right. But now, of course, as time has passed, I've also learned before planting anything, I have learned the value in that one plant planted in the right place 
is better than ten plants in the wrong place. Wow, that's not, really not, nice. You know, not just native, but also, you know, does it need sun, shade? Right. And if it isn't a native to the area, is it going to become invasive? Mm. And if it's going to become invasive, how much work and time does one have yeah. to be pulling them out because now they're everywhere? <laughs> yeah, that can be tough. Yeah. Um, so tell me about some of the other kind of ongoing or upcoming programs that the the community garden is is kind of working on um right at this moment so one of the things that I wouldn't call it a program but one of the things that's pretty regular is that every it's every third saturday we the gap the gardeners who have signed up and have a plot there we and sometimes it's a smaller group of folks but we we meet and talk share notes and you know how are things going mm. um and the last month or so it's been very hot it's right. been a little more difficult but the idea is to to meet for a little bit and uh, especially for people who like this is their first season there and they don't really know the other folks yet um kind of helps to make that connection and that right. bit of a community okay. feeling and then we have what we call our work session for a couple hours or however long a person can stay. Mm -hmm. And um, this is an opportunity not only to work on weeding or doing stuff on your own particular vegetable plot, right. your space, but to help out with things along the, the fence. Maybe a, a wildflower bed needs weeding or the bird bath needs cleaning oh. or the compost needs, you know, there's right. a lot of different things. Um, that one can get involved with and we're always looking for folks like you don't have to be I was saying enrolled you don't have to be a gardener who signed up with a plot there to help right. to help get involved with various aspects whether watering or weeding or transplant you know there's lots of different things that a person can do and pretty much through the year minus you know when it's like maybe December, January, sure. when it's you know, covered in snow bit, yeah. or something. But. Yeah. And you do, so you do have plots available. And we do have plots available still mm -hmm. that um, basically it, what it ends, it's 40 cents uh, at this point in time, 40 cents per square foot. So depending mm -hmm. on which plot the person is interested in, mm -hmm. um, the largest or the ones, they're all four feet wide mm -hmm. and the longest ones... So four by 25 are the longest or biggest spaces. So 100 so, square feet. Correct. And so those are $40. Okay. And it basically, it's not quite a 12 month, but it's almost a year. And it depends on when the person actually starts right. and when they finish. Some people right. say by the end of the summer, it's like, okay. Right. And other people go through the autumn and want to grow a variety of things in the cool weather in the okay. autumn months. We were actually hoping, um, it's been a little quiet this year, to have some speakers, like when you say program. Mm -hmm. We were hoping to either to have some kind of presentations or programs. And again, anyone who's interested in, be it a student, a high school student or a college student, or mm -hmm. anyone who's either has a background, some knowledge, or, or is willing to do some research and would like to do a talk, mm. you know, because that's something that could possibly look good on a resume, you know, sure. did a talk at the garden or something. Because we're always looking for folks to, you know, to, to present, I mean, right. whether it's somebody from the Master Gardener Program or um, any other individual who has, maybe they have an interest in composting or maybe right. they have an interest in, and they'd like to do a little presentation to other people to share their knowledge. That would be great. That's, um, yeah, this year it's been a little quiet um, mm -hmm. in that regard. One of the things that we are looking forward into the 
next year, 2020. Mm -hmm. So in 2020, um, it will be the 15th year That's right. yeah. season yeah. for, right. And we would like to do a, a festival or a celebration and have, again, um, some live music and some vendors. And what we're really would be, we're looking for, um, I don't know, handful, some folks who enjoy um, event planning. Mm. Um, and anyone who has questions, comments, or anything that they've heard that Woodbury Community Garden at gmail.com is where you can send thoughts, questions, or anything like that. Great. Or if you go to woodburycommunitygarden.com, there is some, like, about us. We're, it's not completely up to date, but mm -hmm. we're working on that. Nice. Very cool. What are some of the final thoughts that you might want to share with the folks that are listening today, whether it be about the community garden, just our conversation, which has been really great, just something you'd like to share with the, the folks that are listening? Well, I guess there's probably a couple of things that come to my mind. I think that there's, you know how when somebody has, they have this thought, you think, I'd really like to, you know, a little seed sprouts in your mind like right. you, you get exposed to you know the people in your life or something that just triggers a, and you think I want to do whatever it is you want to do right that I would like to say go for it because um, here's a quote that I think is uh, applicable mm -hmm. the only thing that stands between a person and what they want in life is the will to try it and the faith to believe it is possible Nice. And I, uh, Richard Devis or Devis, I'm mm. not sure how to say his last name. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that feeling of I want, I'd like to do, and then follow through. And it, you know, it's been a journey these 14 years. It's not been all super easy. I'm sure. You know, there's <laughs> been challenges. There's been times when I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's all been volunteer. Every moment has been, you know, volunteer. It's I, I um, as a volunteer, um, I feel like I have certainly been enriched in a lot of different ways. So even though one doesn't get a paycheck necessarily for something that, if folks enjoy going there, growing vegetables and meeting people and whatever else happens like we've had Easter egg hunts there and we've had potlucks oh, nice. and all that other stuff yeah. anyway that's not really answering your question but I think that my point there is that if you have a vision or a, a dream or an idea that feels so meaningful to you do it you know yeah. even if other people say oh well you know why would you want to do that or right. that'll never or I don't know do it that's you know, beautiful. Give it everything that you can because um, even though it's been challenging, I would say that the positives um, certainly have outweighed any of the, the things that have been challenging or frustrating or like, what? Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, I would say so. And, um, you know, where is it going in five years from or ten years from now? That's a good question. I know you put that. I don't mm -hmm. really know because... Yeah. Because it is a community, you know, in other words, it's not about what I sure. want or think. I do have this sort of idea, but I don't know if it's possible. And this is a little off. No, if you want to give a plug track. for it, let's let's hear it. Well, it, it's, it's just that, so behind the um, YMCA is a very old tennis court. 
and I have heard that it's supposed to be, or different things that have come up that I don't know really, but so I don't want to say. Mm-hmm. But in discussing it with some folks from the city, that it has been earmarked for something already. Mm-hmm. So, um, but what I wanted to say is that where the community garden is, and the, between the the ease of getting there and the woods, Stewart Lake, which right. has history. Yeah. I mean, you know, Frank Stewart and all. There's so much to talk about that. Yeah. And that the property where the garden is, which at one time was owned by G.G. Green, right. and where the Wawa is used to be a, a family-owned farm by the Moore family, and so on. And I could bore you to death about no, these things. No, that's not boring at all. What a wonderful place it would be to have a nature center. Wow. And that that this is just my, you know, like just because I love the idea doesn't right. mean that it's going to happen. Sure. But I think um, the idea of, like, there's this water and a place to canoe and kayak and yeah. see and learn about the world of the water and, and the fish and turtles and yeah. and all of that. And and I've worked at several nature centers over the years, and I just think that that would be such a wonderful thing to have yeah. in Woodbury. That would be somewhere. beautiful. Yeah. But I just think, wow, you know, there you have this flat place. Yeah. I think it already has been earmarked for something, but okay. I don't know. Well, um, yeah, we will find out together. Anyway, yeah. um, but I really appreciate allowing or encouraging or inviting me to um, and really uh, anyone out there listening to come out you do not have to be uh, have a plot there yeah uh, there are picnic tables and benches throughout in the shade down by the stream in the sun uh, down by the lake um, there's a sidewalk that serves circular that bike lane that phase one people you can walk you can bring your dog got to be on a leash and right. cleaned up after mm-hmm. but it's you know it's a dog friendly area and you know folks are certainly welcome to come to any of our meetings or work sessions it's always advised to check in or call and there's information there's a phone number on the woodburycommunitygarden.com if they're interested great so that in case there's bad weather or something you know right. we, we would cancel or go do maybe a meet up. at the library or something right okay great well, we will leave it at that. Thank you so much for taking the time to share all that with me, and we'll we'll leave it at that. Dirt in a dream. That's what we're, <laughs> that's what we're gonna call it. Thank you so much again, Amelie. This is great. Oh, thank you, thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I had such a great time with Amelie and learned so much about the community garden, smart and conscious conservation, and even a little history about the city along the way. If you'd like to see some pictures of the community garden and want to learn more about how you can get more involved, follow us on Instagram at Woodbury Voice, and you can also look up the community garden online at woodburycommunitygarden.com. Hope you enjoy your weekend. Talk soon.